The tournament is where Cinderella stories begin, and big wins happen on the biggest stage. With Gambat DC, you could make your Cinderella story a reality. Take advantage of new player bonuses online and in app, or play in person for boosted parlays. You can bet on all 63 games, even if your bracket's busted, and play from the edge of your seat with exciting in-game bets. Make your bets now with Gambet DC. Terms and conditions apply. Please play responsibly. Spoilers, I am Adam. I'm tired. And, you know, I'm thinking, how many times have I done that? This can't be the first time I've done that. This can't be. Especially back in the fucking days where I had, like, six podcasts. Because it was like, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? This is a, a stroke of genius I had <laughs> like at, like, three in the morning. And then I was like, you know what I'm going to fucking do? This is a really good idea. I'm going to split this off into a bunch of little podcasts. And do a bunch of them. And then it's like... Well, it, it, it's the kind of thing that'd be cool for a Patreon, where it's like if you have time to record like a podcast a day, which is what it ended up, you know, mostly being, um, for the very brief time that it happened. Um, we had a video game podcast, we had a, um, a comics podcast, a, uh, the, the 30 minute review to our spoilers, and then unofficial commentary body unqualified, which changed how it worked several times, um, between inception and, uh, its eventual end, um, so it's just one of those things, you know, where it's like, it's always good when you have police activities that are, like, uh, in a parking lot, um, and then that heavy amount of police activity in that small parking lot, um, let's see, five hours a day was the TV podcast, um, there was the opposing bench, which was sports. There was Wednesday's pickups, which was comics. There was, uh, cyber drama for video games. I feel like there was one more on top of the three I was already doing. So it's one of those things where it's a cool idea if you're doing a Patreon, where it's like, we need content, like, every fucking, like, you know, day, or every week, and we need, you know, a ton of stuff to go over, but, you know, for, for just doing a podcast, like, uh, you know, just for the hell of it, I think we got, like, one or two episodes in, and I was like, oh, I had to expand your collection, too, which, I may bring that back as a segment, um, or, like, a special episode that gets done every once in a while, um, on, uh, what's it called, on, on, on this, or, like, you know, on Fridays, maybe we'll do it on 30-minute reviews, where, uh, talking about new releases on DVD, Blu-ray, and video games, um, that's very research-oriented, though, like, I have to write stuff down, and have, like, concrete thoughts, um, about what's coming, um, it's a, it was a very time-intensive process, that one, that one, that's why that podcast got eliminated, um, and then all of them, I was like, well, why the fuck am I doing a separate podcast? Just do it as a separate episode, tag it up, and then, you know, hope for the best. And, you know, here we are. Um, so, 
but there's, I mean, maybe back then when I had launched all those different podcasts and I had all the different, um, and I had all of that kind of separate and isolated, maybe then it was a little different where it's like, you know, I maybe didn't make that mistake because it's like so hyper-focused on what needed to happen. It's like, okay, I have in front of me this. This I'm recording in my car on my way either to or from work or on the way, like, from the movie theater or something similar. Um, so, it, it's one of those things where it's like, now that I'm doing it like this, both shows kind of get done the same way. It's actually early morning shows, um, which are, which can go either way. If some news breaks that's worthy of doing a show, um, I will record it in the morning on my way to work. Um, if, you know, if I watched something last night that's fairly modern, I'll do a review on Beware of Spoilers on my way to work. On my way home, typically it's 30-minute reviews where I, if news breaks throughout the day that's worth addressing, like yesterday I had the big DC news, um, then I'll address it there. Um, we really don't do the reviews on 30-minute reviews anymore. I was going to do Star Trek, and I watched the one Star Trek movie, and I haven't gotten around to the rest, and I've been so fucking busy. Um, so I started a new project outside of what's already coming, where it's like, this is just turning into a therapy session, not talking about The Flash. Um, where it's like, I, I started, like, I, I was watching an obscene amount of HGTV, um, like a month ago, and I was like, this is a really cool idea for a horror movie. Um, about, like, you know, you get a producer who's, like, obsessed with a woman who's moving into this house and they're renovating the house, and then he starts, you know, killing people to try and be with her, and it's like, well, hang on, let's adjust it slightly, so now it's about ghost hunters who are, like, like, TV reality ghost hunters who are trying to get a pilot together. So, they, they kind of stage hauntings, um, they stage a haunting and they kill people. It's a real, I really like this. I, I've, you know, in a month I've gotten, like, 60 pages of script done. Um, and that's working on it sparingly, because, like, I'm doing other stuff. Like, you know, today I have, I'll work on a little bit on my lunch break if I don't go out for lunch, but... You know, typically, if I go out for lunch, then I don't have what's it called. Then I, you know, I'll, I'll sit in my in my in the break room, and just work on the script, and I'll get another five six pages out, um, and then moving on from there, it's like you know, I still have to finish, like uh, uh, Temple Outside of Time is still coming in June, so that that will be done, and that will be out on time, and then after that is uh, Echo Delta. Which I've also started work on. Um, Echo Delta, there's a, a lot of really cool ideas. Um, I got to resurrect some things that I worked on like a decade ago. That I never really got the chance to, to, to put into a project. So there's some characters that I really like to write that I kind of shelved. Um, due to, uh, uh, how do I put this? Uh, diplomatically. Um, like... I started creating the show in, like, 2012, and then a TV show came around that had striking similarities to this project following the 
sending of a Bible to a production company that produced said TV show. Because um, at the time, the script for it was... Um, it, it could have gone for eight seasons. I had a complete first... Like, the first half of season one, I had completely written. Um, I still have the scripts, too. I might convert that. I have, you know, I have plans to use that somewhere. But, you know, we'll see. At, at this point, with some minor rewrites, I could probably get it. Um, to a point where I could make it into a podcast or something. Uh, make it into a narrative podcast. I haven't done that ever. That that could be interesting, a narrative podcast. Um, I would love to see it work. Um, and that would be... That would just be intensive, and that would be, uh, I would need, I would probably want to get a consistent female voice to serve as the, what's it called, to serve as the, uh, the second, like, the other voice, like, you know, the female voices in the show, because that are, it is two men, two women who lead the show, but all that said, that has nothing to do with The Flash. So, stay tuned for that. I think I teased, um, the podcast theater, um, show a few months ago. I think I first did that, um, and I think that that is definitely still coming. I've made, uh, promo art for it. I've made, uh, I, I've made a schedule. I guess need to work out recording with my co-host, and then that's an editing-intensive podcast, whereas I can just record and talk off the fly. So, that's a good nine minutes on what's going on with me. Um, so, and all of that triggered by introducing the wrong podcast. So, you know what? You never know where shit's gonna come from. That's, that's today's moral of the story. Anyway, um, we are here to talk about The Flash. Um, The Flash, Season 8, Episodes 10 and 11, um, which sees the return of Ronnie Raymond, um, and the, the arrival of Deathstorm, and it's, it's a cool thing, it's, it's really cool, um, however, I don't, Here's the thing, okay? Caitlin has gone through a lot. Like, a lot, a lot, as a character. Um, where it's like, she, you know, she goes, like, you know, she, she thinks she loses Ronnie in the particle accelerator explosion, then, you know, Ronnie comes back, and she's with Ronnie for a little bit, and then she gets married to Ronnie, and then the singularity opens over Central City, and Ronnie has to sacrifice his life, um, then she starts dating, um, who she thought was Jay, um, but it was really Hunter Zolomon, who is Zoom, um, and then, you know, he ends up dying, then, it's just one of those things where, and then, like, she dates Julian for a bit, then Julian leaves, and, and, you know, she develops 
you know, she becomes Killer Frost, which is what she was always afraid of after seeing the, you know, after seeing the doppelganger, after hearing about the doppelganger in Earth 2, she, her fear was becoming Killer Frost, and then she becomes Killer Frost. She's got to deal with that, and then season four, she's dealing with that. Um, this is a character who has been through a lot and consistently been through a lot. Because of that, I feel weird that she is um, putting her through this now. I understand why. I understand that season 8 was meant to be the last season in the same way that if you watch season 7 of Arrow, the season 7 finale of Arrow feels like the series finale. And then most of season 8 feels like prelude to crisis. So, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I don't think that necessarily, um, they, they, um, what's wrong for here? I don't think necessarily that doing this and having Caitlin tied to it in this way where she's immediately back to being like, okay, that's my husband, he is still alive, we have to do this this way, and then immediately putting her through the heartbreak of, okay, and now he is, um, now he's evil, and this is my fault, is necessarily the choice that needs to be made. I don't think that's, like, there's a lot going on there that I don't think necessarily needs to happen. Where it's like, you know, I, I don't think we necessarily need all of this to happen to Caitlyn this quickly, no less. Considering we are, like, seven episodes from the season finale, I don't think we necessarily need Caitlyn to be put through this ringer this quickly. Um, I feel like there's definitely a, a, a case to be made for letting the story breathe a little bit. Let her get a little bit of a moment when she she can have that life she always dreamed of with Ronnie, we don't really even get that. Because now all of a sudden, he's like, oh, and now I'm Deathstorm. Like, I feel like that's not the thing. I also feel like they kind of drew it out a little bit with, you know, the cold fusion and who could it be and, and all of that. Because it's one of those things where it's like the minute they said, in, in the first episode they introduced... The, the fire meta, the one where Barry is trying to exonerate the, um, what's it called, and the one where Barry's trying to exonerate, um, the, the guy who was accused of killing the lady, but he, he didn't do it, um, in, like, that episode, you get this immediate, like, you know, it's almost immediate where it's like, oh, the, the fire was more like cold fusion, and the minute they said that, I'm like, oh, it's Ronnie. We've seen this before. And the fact of the matter is, it's like, look, I get it. Ronnie's dead and all of that. But this is a post-crisis world. Things changed. Like, Dr. Light changed and, and got recast. And, you know, it, it's like... Th like, things happened all over the place. Why is it that they assume that anything that they held sacred would still be there? Um, and if this is the only thing they're doing, I think that that's a... a like this alone is cool, but I would be interested to see if they were to introduce Cobalt Blue um, in, a, in a kind of similar method. 
like, be like, okay, so we're bringing in, um, we're bringing back Rick Cosnett for more than just that one episode, um, and I also don't think, this is now the second episode we've gotten this season where we see the meeting of two characters who were together in season one. I don't think that's necessarily important information. Um, I don't think seeing how Iris meets Eddie is necessarily important information because that was like episode six. And then here, I don't think it's necessarily important information to see how, you know, how Ronnie met Caitlin. I mean, I guess maybe they're assuming people may have jumped onto the show since season one. I don't know how many people that would be where they don't jump back and, and watch it again. And, like, the whole thing is just so weird. I don't know why. There was a certain awkwardness to the scene. And not like the two people, like, like each other, so they have a certain awkwardness to their mannerisms. I'm saying, like, in general, there was this general awkwardness in the scene where it's like, oh, so, like, I, I don't know what it was. It's like, maybe it's the fact that both these actors are playing substantially younger. Because like, at this point, both of them are now eight years older than they were when they shot anything from season one. Because season one was eight years ago at this point. Like, and, and this takes place two years before that. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, eh, I, I probably could have done without that. It does feel a little weird. Um, what else is there to address? Um... Let's see, I think that they've sidelined Allegra a little bit. Um, and I think that what we're getting, maybe we get, this is how the CW is doing Blackest Night. Because that's what she referred, because Allegra refers to Blackest Night in this episode. She goes, you know, she talks about how, I don't even remember what the context was, but she referenced Blackest Night, I'm like, oh my god, this better not be it. But if he comes back, and then also if Eddie comes back too, um, as a villain, that would lend credence to that. Um, and that would be cool, I think. Uh, if you bring back, you know, more dead villains, that's not a bad thing. Um, essentially in this context, where it's like there, or new twists on heroic characters who would become villains, um, there's nothing bad about that. All good things to happen here. Um, what else is there to address with this episode? Um, I don't know. I hope he doesn't stay in depth storm form too long because I think it looks a little silly on the CW's budget. That's just me, though. Um, what else is there to, uh, to address with this? Um, I think that's really it. I don't think there's too much more to talk about, because it's like, you know... Oh, the, the whole thing with Iris, um... Having the... What's it called? Like, helping the girl find her mom. Finding the mom, and then immediately, accidentally... I mean, look, the mom's not dead, because then Iris vanishes too, but... You know? And then the whole thing where it's like, she has to stay in Coast City, because... And the contrivance they give is, is so stupid, the logic doesn't even make sense. Where it's like... She has to stay in Coast City because in the grand scheme of things... Like, she has to stay put. And she asks, well, what does stay put mean? And, and Dion goes, like, well, in the grand scheme of things, the Earth is always moving in light, year, in light years and light years and light years um, a second. So, like, you know, we, we really... Like, 
you know, staying put really means Coast City, and it's like, well, why the fuck does that make sense? On what planet does it make, like, well, you know, the Earth is constantly moving, so if you move, I don't know, like, Coast City isn't that fucking far from Central City, Central City's in the Midwest, I think it's a great, I think it's meant to be like a Great Lake City, or like, you know, something like Chicago or Detroit, where it's like up there somewhere, and it's like, I, I don't, come on now, like, you, you mean to tell me you can't go back to Central City, there's no reason to do that at all, because there's not even a narrative reason for her to stay in Coast City, besides to accidentally kill, or quote-unquote kill the moms, I don't think the mom's actually dead, but besides to do that, there's no reason for her to stay in Coast City. So it's just, it's just a silly thing. It's just silly all around. And I, I think it's just, you know, the show needs to address that, I think. Um, but hopefully in the next episode we find out what happened to Iris. Because I don't want to do another season of this. I'm sorry. We did this with Mirror Master, or uh, Mirror Monarch. We did this with, um, like, even with Savitar. She was a damsel in distress the entire time. Like, I don't need to see another season of this. I'm done with this dumbass idea. Like... Just let Iris be a journalist. Holy fuck. Like, you're turning her into 70s Lois Lane, where she's always a damsel in distress. Give her some agency and let her do shit. Holy crap. So on that note, we'll wrap up for today, and we'll be back with... Tonight we have Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. And, um... What else have we got? Um... Fantastic Beasts. I think we're all caught up. Yeah, I think we're all caught up. So until then, have a great rest of your week.